How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Bubbling Adventure, a podcast all about kids and how educating them positively can impact their entire life as well as society. Each week, we're having conversations with guests on different themes, and our aim is to have open discussions, share different points of view, and learn in a non-judgmental way. Today, we're here with Tiberius Radican, who grew up to be a priest in Romania before he completely shifted the life his parents had envisioned for him. The best way to support this podcast is to subscribe if you haven't already, and write a review if you're listening from Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram at The Bubbling Adventure. But without further ado, let's begin. Papa, papa, en faisant cette chanson. Hi, Hi. TB. How hey, are you? Uh, I'm good, thank you. Um, so yeah, please call me Tibi and not Tiberius. Ah, yes. Uh, it's it's fun that actually my parents did not think either of a Roman Emperor Tiberius or of Star Trek uh, James T. Kirk Tiberius. <laughs> uh, they they just had the name. It's a very common name in Romania, Tiberius. And my yes, grandma yes. wanted to add the S at the end for success, which I would like to, to believe I, I had enough yes. of it. Oh, I like her. this story. <laughs> That's cool. Thank How you. are you today? Um, I'm very good. Uh, well... As uh, as everyone trying to to keep in in home as as much as possible and um, trying to to stay safe, mm. but rather than that, I'm I'm very good actually. Recently, been uh, been coming back from a long holiday and that helped a lot to I can <laughs> be a bit positive. Well, that's nice. Thank you for being here today. So, could you please introduce yourself? I know. You talked a bit about your name, but we yep. want to know a bit more. No, of course. <laughs> so um, I'm from Romania originally. I uh, grew up in a small town, 30,000 people. It's quite a big town for Romania, but <laughs> uh, scalable looking at it, um, it is quite a small one. Grew up with um, farm life, 
I always had um, had animals around the house. We had the mm-hmm. garden, so we we even sold for a while like uh, vegetables at the market. So really? had that part of experience as well from in my childhood. Um, pretty much all the time running for the forests, enjoying life in a in a small town with knowing everyone and everyone knowing you. After that, I did study, as you mentioned as well, uh, instead of high school, I did a theological seminary, how we call it back home. And that's when after the four years, if I had went to university, I could have followed my path and become a, become a priest. Mm. Things happen, we'll, we'll talk about uh, them yes. more in detail. And then, uh, yeah, I just ended up studying IT and now I'm in London working, uh, working in, in IT. In consultancy. So quite some journey. Quite, yes. quite, yeah. A few, a few detours on the way, and uh, a few, a few um, switches. But yeah, here yeah. we are now. That's that's interesting. So yeah, can you please tell us about your childhood, your upbringing? So any, you know, any key learnings that you had at that time? Yeah. Well. As, uh, as I was saying, growing up uh, in, in, in the small town with, uh, with a lot of kids on the street and a lot of kids in, uh, in the school, we, we were playing a lot. We were actually going away from home a lot of the time. We didn't live through the technology era. We didn't have computers mm. home all the time or phones with us to carry around. So we had to, to invent stuff. We had to play with everything we had at hand. We biked, I think, more than, than, than I biked in my last 10 years of life. I biked in five years when I was little, after mm. I, my, my parents got me, got me a bike. I was always open to, um, to play with, uh, with everyone, to meet new kids. And actually, I left home when I was 14 years old, so right after middle school, because mm-hmm. the high school was in another city as well. And it wasn't enough that it was in another city. We were working there. Uh, we were working. <laughs> we were studying there all mm-hmm. week, and we weren't allowed to go home except for once every two months, let's say. Oh, really? So it was it was a pretty distant experience from home. And since then, I actually didn't live back home ever again. I was always on the move, either university or worked in Belgium for one year, or came back to Romania to work, but worked in another city. So I was always on the run and always on the on the move, meeting new people, making new friends constantly. I think that helped a lot with uh, with building up my, my tolerance towards other and empathy. Yeah, I like to believe I'm I'm, I'm quite a, quite an empathic person, and I, I I put myself in the shoes of the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, used to be a very good listener, a very active listener. Lately, with age, I think <laughs> that comes harder and harder to to be patient and, and to oh. listen that much. But yeah, I think those were key things and moments. So always being very social, living in nature all the time, mm-hmm. um, playing not only with electronics but actually with um, animals, with kids uh, running around. I even grew up next to a cemetery actually, mm-hmm. which is probably part of the reason why I was attracted to the theology part and to, yes. to becoming a priest. Because for every Christmas and Easter, it was huge next to us, being the, 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 the biggest cemetery in, in town as well. Especially for Easter, everyone comes there. It's a very beautiful light show, actually. Everyone lighting candles at their, um, their beloved graves. And then the church itself starting to light everything up from the door into the whole cemetery. It's, it's mm. quite the, the, the visual to, to see as well. Yeah. And yeah, I, I bet that that counted a lot on why I wanted to become at that point uh, a priest and why I was going down this path. 
Yes. And why my parents wanted as well at some point to see me there. Mm. And so speaking of your parents, how was your relationship with your family, with your parents, your brother? Yeah, so I have a brother as well. <laughs> Thanks for mentioning. So I grew up uh, home with, we were seven people in the house, eight. Uh, it was just me and, and my brother's siblings, the, the youngest. Um, but then my mom, my dad and my grandparents from my mom's side who... Um, lived all my life next to us so my grandmother is actually one of the people i I respect more in life Mm. as well and is one of my dearest people i i can open up to her all the time very easy she's the one person that i always told everything to i don't think i have absolutely any uh secret from her well she's the person that taught me about um protection and other stuff as ah. well so she, she she opened some very delicate uh, <laughs> subjects there with me and she was pretty much my my second mom i mean mm. she she grew up with us she had a difficult and hard life as well losing two kids mm. and only my mom being the the only only survivor so uh, only alive so she dedicated all her life not only to my mom to raise her and be Mm -hmm. close to her but me and my brother we were pretty much her kids as well and that's why i've been always very very close to her Uh, my dad on the other hand he's been always the figure of power in the house the figure that that brought the money the figure that always had the last word and um, it's a very traditional family at the end of the day. I mean, think about it. It's pretty much my dad bringing the money in the house and mm-hmm. my mom being a housewife, taking care of the kids, teaching us to, to grow, to become uh, good uh, good men in, in society and to, to have our own family. So it started and I, I was grown up in a, in a traditional family with those values. Part of which I also liked the idea of becoming a priest, of being close to a family. Also, I think there's something important to mention. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Orthodox priest. Okay. So then I had to get married in order to, to become a priest. I had to have a family. Okay. It's, 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 it's not a celibate yeah. as in, in Catholics where mm-hmm. you have to, to be alone and you can't marry. So all of these traditional family values that I was grown into, I could have applied them as well very well in my life, even if I would have become a priest. So they were signs there why i wanted to to do this and why i was heading there for sure yeah and so you mentioned so basically your parents like was it your idea to become a a priest was it your parents idea Mm. your family Mm. how do you know where Mm -hmm. it started is it just from the light from the cemetery (laughs) (laughs) it's very vague actually honestly even 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 now for me as well so I always I, I went I was going to the church regularly when I was a kid. My old my, my brother is older than me and he had a really beautiful voice. He was always singing there. I was trying to go sing as well. I wasn't that great at singing mm-hmm. though, but I loved the idea of, of making yourself heard in the church. I loved the idea of seeing the priest in front just helping the people, giving a hand in need. The priest at our church as well, he's, he's one of the people that I actually respect a lot and he was always close to, to the people in his, uh, in his church. We went with him a couple of summers to monasteries around my, my, my town and we stayed there for a couple of weeks. So we stayed with the monks there or the nuns. We helped them in their daily chores. We saw how peaceful it is, how mm. how how giving as well is that attitude in, in inside the monastery when you just do things because you can have a positive impact and just because you want to give something and not to expect anything in return it's that 
feeling of, of being able to take care of the other people around you without uh, any expectation that I think maybe the most uh, wanted to look towards a, a life as a, as a priest. And yeah, I started to, to like it more and more. Then my brother, he um, actually went to the theological school before me, being mm-hmm. three years older. He, he went there three years before and he had actually some problems staying there, sticking to the schedule. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, the schedule was quite rough. So we were allowed to come home once every two months, except that every weekend we were in school. And during the week, from Monday to Sunday, we were allowed to go out of the school only twice, Thursday afternoon and Sunday uh, after lunch, after mm-hmm. actually morning prayer, uh, morning mass. Mm-hmm. So schedule being very strict. The school itself being very tough as well, actually. Uh, priests inside the school being uh, teachers as well. We had only a minimum number, maybe two or three teachers that were from normal schools. The rest were mm-hmm. all um, all priests because you study mathematics, you do chemistry, physics, but okay. just barely. The rest of the courses and of the classes are specialty classes from music mm-hmm. to how to hold a speech in the church or at a, an event mm-hmm. to history of the church and so on. So um, besides the complicated schedule that I was mentioning about, we also had teachers that were quite rough, let's say, with us. They were quite... Yeah towards violent at some at some really? point yeah and there are actually some stories uh, luckily i was the generation that um, all of the teachers they started having kids as well and their kids going to school so they started mm, being less violent with us and more considering because they were seeing what, what they're experiencing but my brother didn't have a great time let's say in his first okay. three years there without me and he kind of wanted to drop off which wasn't necessarily an, an option because he was doing that for five years instead of four like I did. And he was already studying for two years only pure theological courses. So it would have been difficult to drop off. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I like the life. I, <laughs> I, I, I like the idea of giving back to the community, of being close to the community, of becoming a priest and helping the others. I will still have a family and, and kids and everything. So why not? And I can help my brother as well because he said if I would go to the school as well, he would stay uh, and and continue as well. So multiple places from which I... um, or multiple reasons for which I I wanted to go. And yeah, I decided it's it's a good next step for me. Mm -hmm. What came after? Well, it's it's a bit of history. (laughs) I um, joined the school... I was very excited. Things are going to be amazing. I'll, I'll, you I'll had your life all figured close. out. I had the life figured out. I'll have uh, priests around me who are those amazing people put up there, sent by God to help all of us. It wasn't that. <laughs> it wasn't that at all what I found in yeah. school, actually. It was pretty much uh, the, the opposite. So the schedule was actually quite rough. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't want to believe my brother at the beginning, but it, it was true. And I think the the biggest thing was that I, I was very disappointed. Mm. I was I met maybe fifty priests in the school that were teachers or just a priest in the um, in the chapel of the school or we went we were going to monasteries to work during the summer and they all left me without much hope in church as an institution 
mm-hmm. and in priesthood as a, as a job or as yeah pretty much as a job rather than a calling everyone was taking it as if they have to do it because they will earn money out of it mm. i didn't find that careness that i i saw at the beginning that i i was hoping for i i couldn't find that kindness in them i couldn't find everyone just wanted to make more money everyone just wanted to make us be more soldiers than uh, than priests yeah. everyone wanted to see us waking up at 6 a.m going to the church doing the courses then being presentful being nice we were not allowed to wear jeans when we we're leaving the school like rules that strict in which we had to just be in a suit all the time. Well, how I took all of this? Yeah. Well, I worked around the system a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, in the in the first year, I know most of the teachers were blaming me for my brother being all the time sick and missing school mm. or being home. And I got a lot of bad image because of that, let's okay. say it. Because your brother just couldn't take it anymore he could yeah, yeah yeah and he was actually sick as well he had uh, an allergic reaction based on stress yeah okay so every time he was overstressing, he would get very bad rash mm-hmm. and so he had to stay mostly home he had to get some weekly shots as well to, to be home so he was missing a lot of a lot of school mostly because of of, of health but The guys at the school didn't want to really believe that and they were blaming it that either he's a bad student or he's just a bad kid and doesn't want to listen. It's that Eastern European attitude as well, just coming out of the communism where you had to do what mm-hmm. you were told and everything. So you could see still that reflected from yeah. uh, from their teachings. So for me, I, I understood that, okay, that's not really what I want to do and that's not uh, necessarily what I was aspiring towards or what I was hoping priesthood and church is. So I started actually studying first after the first year, which was a bit rough, was difficult for me to adapt and so on. In the second year, I was actually the fourth in my class mm. in grades and everyone started seeing that I'm actually studying and I'm actually there to, to do something good. So I got a bit of respect from, from mm-hmm. my teachers and from everyone. Because you understood that your grades could help you. Yeah, and I wanted to prove myself that if I want to do it and if I want to study and to, to mm. learn properly, I will do it. But I lost faith already so much in, uh, in the system and uh, in the church itself and in, in, in the priests that in the third year, I just couldn't care less. <laughs> I, I studied to, to pass. I was already planning to not continue theology after after the high school. So my third year was quite quite an adventurous year, I'll, I'll say. Mm-hmm. I think I went back to my roots. I was going out a lot of the school, although we weren't allowed to. So I was mm-hmm. trying to, to cheat the system a bit, to go around it. And yeah, well, I, I, I started smoking as well, mm-hmm. uh, which was totally banned and exactly, totally not yes. okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was caught once and um, did have to um, to get a punishment for it. But thankfully, I was speaking English okay compared to my colleagues at least. And I was, I was doing a good job. So we had a debate that we organized in our school together with other schools. And the teacher, the English teacher, told me that if I can take care of the English laboratory, organize everything there, make sure the course is fine. Then we would speak with the dean of the school and we will see what we can do about my punishment for, for the bad okay. day. So it, it went all right, actually. We yeah. um, we passed that. I, I, I passed the year. 
good. And in the fourth year, well, that was the decisive one. What do we do now? And actually, the fourth year was supposed to be fourth and fifth year. We were supposed to do five in total, but I was the first generation to cut the system from five years That's to four good. years. It's good and not because it was in the last year that they just told us that. In the fourth year, they're like, okay, guys, you're not doing five anymore, you're doing four. So all the courses and everything you're supposed to study in two years, you're going to study it in uh. one. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that was even more intense to, to go through. But luckily, passed through that. And then, yeah, no, I really didn't want to continue on, uh, mm. on that path anymore. And well, I looked into what were my passions before, before deciding to, to follow priesthood. And I was pretty good in mathematics and in in computers i was actually during high school i was making money from installing windows on computers on friends and from really? uh, yeah <laughs> rebooting computers yeah. and bringing the programs that they need and uh, and, and all of it so um yeah i decided it seems like the best path to go moving forward and well here i am <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that. good yeah and so what did you learn on a personal level because obviously you realized that it wasn't you know for you it wasn't necessarily what you were hoping for but did you learn anything you know like on the personal level from all this experience absolutely absolutely and i think the the best thing was that, that, that the school offered itself as well was a social environment we were 160 students uh, in that school and we were all staying in the dorms inside the school. So it was a boarding school kind of. And everyone was from a different city, everyone was from a different part of Romania. Um, it's not like going in a boarding school in your own city where you will meet probably people from neighborhoods around. Mm -hmm. We were meeting people with different backgrounds, with different mentalities, with different... I've learned yeah. with different education, with different understanding of how things are working and different goals in life as well and what they want to, to follow. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, besides tolerance <laughs> uh, and uh, besides empathy, that I think I nurtured it a lot, a lot in the school. Mm -hmm. It taught me uh, quite a lot of strictness as well. I don't know how to, to explain it. I don't think strictness is the right word, but we... Mm. I. I'm making my bed now a lot more, a lot easier. <laughs> I'm a lot yeah. more uh, organized. Yeah, uh, or, organized it's as discipline. well. It's one. Discipline, yes, mm. for sure. And despite the bad attitude that I was having from the teacher, I was uh, saying earlier, I did meet three priests that I respect more than anything and more than anyone right now. And I learned from them kindness. And it's like in life as well. You always have good and bad things and if yeah. you wouldn't have the bad things then you wouldn't really appreciate the good things or you wouldn't know what good things are mm. so then when you had those two three people among the others that would stand up for their patience for their kindness for their um, good attitude positiveness optimism and so on well you kind of learn that that's the way you, you'd like to go right so yeah. um, that and I think I also learned that every experience in life is what is forming you you shouldn't uh, drop off in the middle of something just because you think it's hard or just because you don't like it anymore mm. and to prove that my brother actually is a priest now <laughs> yeah <laughs> so although i didn't follow up and i went in it and i was mentioning earlier he's the one that actually wanted to drop off and everything he eventually found his calling and he actually realized that no priesthood is what what is perfect for him and 
sincerely. I told you I met three priests that I respected. He's the fourth one that I do respect a lot. And mm-hmm. he's doing everything as I think I would have wanted to do it if I would have yeah. become a priest as well. So all the respect for him. And in the last couple of years, going to his church and seeing him being close to his people in his town, in his village, because he's at the village now, is starting to raise up my confidence as well in, in church and in, in the fact that priests yeah. are actually still having a good approach in, uh, in society now. And he's involved a lot in the education as well of, of the village and of, of the kids around there. So he has a word to say. And yeah, this, this was as well something was making me want to become a priest as well. The fact that you can actually give a lot from you yeah. to others and be a teacher for the others. Yeah, if you if you do it right. So if you do it right, of course, of course. I mean, that <laughs> like everything, come into right? Discussion. Yeah. <laughs> and so, what do you think are the most important values in education? So, based on the education you received from your parents, your experience at the high school, and even just like what you think now, you know, like looking back, what do you think are the most important values? Perseverance, mm. openness, curiosity. Yeah, curiosity, I think, actually, I should have said that first. Mm -hmm. And it's in education, curiosity, but it's in day by day life and it's in attitude and it's in everything. I think curiosity should be at the base of people just living their day by day life. Mm. The moment we lose curiosity, we pretty much lose the will to learn. We pretty much lose the aptitude of just being able to gain more information because mm-hmm. if you're not curious anymore you're just going to be bored by everything that's happening around you right <laughs> yeah and it's something that you can train as well like yeah you can become more curious if you if you make some efforts like of all course the time. So of quite, course yeah. i've been i've been losing my curiosity lately actually and i i started just looking into ways of pumping it up and, and increasing it and it's like everything else. The more you exercise it, the more it happens. Mm-hmm. The more you throw yourself into new situations, the more you're going to be curious about them. The more you stay away from, from new, the the more you're just not going to want to be curious exactly. for what. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, just asking one question then opens the door to something that you wouldn't have thought is interesting. You know, yeah. if someone tells you, oh, I do this, but then you ask a bit more. It's, exactly. If you don't ask, you're not going to find it interesting. Exactly. So do you have examples of things to, to become more curious? Or? Methods, ways of, of, yes. of increasing your curiosity. So that's the thing, like for me and what I've seen it worked lately very, very well is being surrounded by new people. Mm. And maybe I'm, I'm, I'm saying that from my perspective of an extrovert <laughs> a lot of times. But no, I think pushing your limits a bit towards trying to, to, to be with new people, listening to new ideas, that's what's going to increase your curiosity further as well. It's practicing it. It's meeting new people and actually being open to listening rather than replying, judging or mm. questioning it. Which we are all so, guilty. Yeah, because curiosity <laughs> a lot of times can 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 go towards uh, towards questioning, towards actually you you realize you're not curious when you're asking a lot of questions, but you're just trying to to find that way of giving chessmate mm. in a discussion, you know. So I don't think the key in curiosity is uh, is asking questions, but rather listening mm. a lot more. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, good one, and. So now, obviously, you're working in London. Mm. So it's a big change from where you thought you would be. Yeah. A few years ago. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. I mean, London, it's 
I'm still grasping this of what's happening with London in the sense of, I, I said I'm coming from a small town, moved from one small, small town to another. I enjoy nature and I enjoy outdoors so much. I never really wanted to be in big cities. That's why I never went to Bucharest in Romania. Like mm. I, I, I hate it's a strong word, but I hate that city. <laughs> okay. I can't really stand it. It's way too gray. It's way too, too dark. And then London is pretty much the same. It's very busy, uh, especially going by tube at work every day. It started stressing me out a lot. Mm. And I bought a bike. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's enough. Back to the and roots. Back to the roots, exactly. And that helps as well a lot with my curiosity as well. Being in the tube, you can't be a very curious. First of all, because you don't have a lot to see. It's just other people crammed up. Second, if you're trying to be too curious, you might turn out to be a pervert rather than a curious <laughs> person in the tube, right? So it's a big no-no. Having a bike and going around, yeah, that's something else. And you see things all day and... You can do small stuff in London as well to feel like you're not part of this big giant city. Mm. Um, but it's been it's been a bit tough for me. Uh, I'm living now for six years in London. The first three years are a bit of a mist. Not really sure what happened there. I just went with flow. with the flow. Yeah, job change, get a better one, raise your salary, move to a better place in London. Then I after about three years, I started mellowing down a bit. Mm. And I started realizing I'm in this big city that I don't like that much. And that's when <laughs> things started complicating a bit. But I found those small ways of working around it. Like I was saying, biking, mm. being a bit more curious, starting to go out a bit. I, I had a period when I when I locked down myself a bit because I was going with the tube too much to the office. Yeah, I was just depressed because yeah. of the tube. <laughs> like find what no. works for you, change what yeah. doesn't exactly. kind of thing. Yeah. And, and learn every day, learn, oh. learn something else. Yeah, that was the thing as well. I stopped learning at some point i stopped uh, reaching out for new things i i thought you know what i'm in london i have a good salary i'm living a good life i think i'm pretty much done with my mm. life i can just rest now and i can stop studying and i can stop educating myself and mm. being curious i think i'm in a comfortable life and that was the biggest problem yeah. actually that was the biggest mistake i think i made and yeah now I think education is a constant thing in life. It's it's something you constantly mm. learn from. It's not necessarily only school limited to uh, parents or higher education, but it's more of how you are allowing yourself to learn mm. day by day. Reading books or talking with someone else or being curious or just walking around and opening your eyes to what's happening around you rather than just sitting down and not, not doing much or not going out there. I love that. It's very good. Yeah, you have to show up for yourself and just save some time to do that because we exactly. of, often feel, you know, like it's the least of our mm. of our priorities, but actually you should be one of the first. So, yeah, yeah it's good. It's very inspiring. <laughs> oh, thank you. So what can we wish you for the future? <laughs> well, I guess health. <laughs> okay. just to, 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 to have health enough to, to be able to be as curious as I want to be mm. and to be able to, to travel more of the world I didn't really talk a lot about that but it is one of my big passions to to see new things new lands, new sites as well as to meet new people to meet diverse people to to increase my curiosity to a, to a limit that anything I see and that I had it when I was a kid, you know, I think mm. every one of us had this 
uncontrolled curiosity when we were little and we wanted to see everything and you, you're just looking at one leaf you've never seen in your life and it was oh, the, the best <laughs> thing ever now you don't yeah. have time about on that because you're worrying too much about money or you're worrying too much of when you're gonna buy a house for yourself and so on so yeah if you want to wish me something just please wish me health so i can travel and learn and be curious in my next years well, I wish you help. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I hope you get uh, as much as you need. And so, yeah, is there any advice that you would like to share? Advice? Smile, everyone. <laughs> Take your lessons while you're, you're going through life. Live the moment. And, yeah, try not to dwell on the past. That's not taking you anywhere. And just wishing for the future too much might be might be discouraging or over overdoing it so mm. live the moment be happy and well i've said it but i don't think i said it enough be curious yeah good one <laughs> thank you so much tv thank you very much nice julie for you. having me it was amazing <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you so much for listening feel free to share if you think it might be helpful to someone you know if you enjoyed this episode, then please make sure to write a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and subscribe if you haven't already. That's it for me. See you soon with the next episode. And in the meantime, have a lovely day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.